0: And what's up, guys? It's Danez with the Respect the Combat podcast. A show based off combat sports, sports gaming, and just whatever in the sports realm. We just love chatting about it. But for this week's episode, yes, some of our mainstream highlights got dark in more ways than one. But we're also previewing NXT TakeOver War Games as well. We're still we're wrapping up our discussion on the 2020 video game awards nominees, and I think we got a few surprises coming in store for our final two episodes of season one of the Respect the Combat. But until then, let's head over to the intro for episode ten. What's up, guys, and welcome back to episode 10 of the Respect the Combat Podcast with yours truly, Mr. Donnaz Key. And with me, as always, is my co-host with the most, Mr. Trico Fullerton. What's up, man? What's good, what's good? How are you? How's it?
1: How's oh, everybody having a good
0: day? Oh, everyone had a great Thanksgiving
1: weekend. Now we're motion forward to Christmas. But um, after this weekend, weekend past weekend, we saw a lot of surprising.
0: This week, this yeah. week,
1: yeah, yeah. A this lot week sports. to be
0: real with you. Yeah, and Since we, go- we recorded last week's episode, it's been crazy to the yeah. point where I was like, Oh, yeah, we're reorganizing today's episode instead yeah. of starting with the mainstream, like I usually do. We're jumping right, we'll get to the mainstream. Oh, no, don't think we aren't, but we are jumping into that pay per view preview and recap. With a couple WWE shows on Sunday and then we'll get to the mainstream recap, which I know a lot of us want to have been touching on with the memes and everything else since Saturday night, last Saturday night. And then we'll hop in after the break with the VGA rest of the VGA categories. But shall we just hop into some craziness with the, pay-per-view previews man yep let's get started all right and this weekend obviously sun sunday for those that didn't know if you're on fox and not watching one of the games in your local area you're gonna be treated by wd wwe excuse me to the tribute to the troop show which for me it's uh, another one of their many special house shows however what makes it so special? The only people that are going to be in attendance, I don't know how they're going to pull it off with 2020 being what it is, but it's going to be in front of the men and women serving at, I forget where they pre-taped it at, but most like
1: It's going to be in the Dundon Dome. And,
0: okay. So it's going to be at Amway. So yeah. you have so men and women that have served this country and their families. They're streaming in to Amway. It's gonna be a great show, but I'm. It's a bonafide house show because we've seen all the matches they've advertised in the past with a twist. Drew and Miz again. A ten man tag with Ziggler, Rude, Corbin, Elias, and Sammy versus Jeff Hardy, Daniel Bryan, Ray, and the Prophets not really nothing to sneeze at but it's there what it is and then really a match if the faces lose this i'm done with sasha bailey bianca and natty which okay i'm like that's fine all well and good but what are you gonna do yeah and then there's also a musical performance as well by who
1: um, I've I forgot who, it was, but it, it was a uh, um a rock a rock musical artist.
0: Okay, yeah, like I'm not gonna tune in while I'm watching my Sunday football, especially with my Colts basically in must win situations for at least the next two weeks, and they've got the Steelers coming up. So I'm like, ooh, yeah, it's not gonna pique my interest. But what will pique my interest is NXT. TakeOver, Trico? War Games! Thank you. But, yeah, TakeOver War Games is Sunday night. And as of right now, it is a four-match card. But two of the matches are...
1: Uh, another another match just just got at it is um but well, we'll we'll I will get to that one well, 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 no
0: well. start with that one because I'm ending with the two war games matches on purpose yes yeah. so what's the match that just got added? It? uh
1: it's um Tommaso Champer versus uh Timothy Thatcher
0: I thought I saw a glimpse of that on NX the NXT highlights I didn't think that because there was no build, I didn't think they were going to do it at this takeover. I thought they were going to save it. But, hey, Champa. Actually, I'm going Thatcher. Let me take that back Thatcher. Because mm-hmm. Champa can eat an L. And he's still, like, top tier. Thatcher just tapped out and needs to rebuild. And I think he's the future of the brand. I got a question uh, before this
1: match. Can this be any um, type NBA, uh, NXT title uh, contender unification for this match? Could we see that?
0: No. Because Finn got cleared. It's just he was – and here's the thing. The NXT champion, first time in a long time, he, the NXT championship is not a part of the takeover card in some way, shape, or form, either in the War Games match itself or being defended because Finn was out for the majority of the build from the Halloween Havoc, maybe from the last takeover to this takeover, due to a broken jaw that he suffered in the match with Kyle. So that's why Finn's not on the card. So I think this might be just a contender's match, because nobody's really, with that being said, nobody's feuding with Finn, so I'm going Thatcher.
1: Well, if you think about it, fun fact, from last year's War Games, the NXT title was not on the line because had the NXT champion at the time, Adam Cole, was in the War Games match.
0: I just said that. Like, Cole was a part of it. Shayna was a part of it, War Games last year, with the titles. But not all the titles always are defended with NXT, but somehow all the champions are usually on the card. This time... Finn do a broken jaw, he suffered at the last takeover is not on this takeover card, which is so odd. But it just feels right with the double headliner that we'll get to in a minute. That has at a combined both of them two and a half a year, yeah, almost a year and a half for one and two and a half for the other has that much build within both war games matches. And I'll explain that in a second. But are you going Thatcher or are you going Ciampa? I'm going to have to go with Tommaso T- T- Champa. Okay. And then the match, I think we're both going to be in agreement on who's taking the pin, but the dif- difference on who's walking out champ is for the North, a triple threat for the North American title. Leon Ruff. Yes, Leon Ruff defending against both Damian Priest and the Gargano way, Johnny Gargano. We know Leon's eating the pen because you got to keep Johnny and Damian strong and keep building that feud, but who gets the title?
1: I just have a sneaky feeling that we might see Ghostface interfere because we saw two – I know if you catch NST NXT um, this Wednesday, there was two ghost faces. So I have a sneaky feeling that they might get involved in, in, into the match. I, mean, I don't think be- so.
0: Yeah. First off, we'll get to why I didn't watch NXT <laughs> this week. And I'm referring to all Trico off that during the mainstream highlights. But I got to go Priest. You're going Cardano, obviously.
1: I mean, this is going to go either way. Um, uh, for my pick, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the underdog, uh, uh, Ruff. The Ruff.
0: That's so weird, but okay. Nobody wants the Gargano way. And then something with a mild build compared to the other two, but a decent enough build to just be as nasty, a strap match between Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. And before anybody – that ha- is unfamiliar with a strap match is basically two people are tie- tethered together with one wrist tie- tied up and then with the letter strap and then just beat the crap out of each other. And I'm going just because he's been one of the stronger ones portrayed actually in the ring. Cameron Grimes. Yes, DeLumis. All right. Moving on to the two matches, the first one that has, at this point, been building and has over – been building since June 29th, 2019, and that is the women's war games match between Team Blackheart, Shotzi, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and the NXT women's champion Io Shirai versus Team LeRae. Candace, Dakota, Raquel, and Tony. And the reason I say it's got been building since June twenty twenty-ninth of last year, that's when EO turned heel on Candace. So that's where their story arc ends begins. Dakota, when she went Exorcist on Tegan Knox last year in the women's war games match, Candace and Rhea were a part of that match. When Dakota did that, and then Candice, yes, she's been feuding with Shotzi. Oh yeah, I forgot Tony. Let me back up real quick while I'm talking about last year's Survivor Series weekend. Tony Storm was also on Candice's Survivor Series team at the request of Rhea Ripley before all the heel turn happened, and now because of the way Candice is, she's feuding with Shotzi, with her. Diesel, the dieselder Shawn Michaels and Indy Hartwell, while basically trying to hold and Dakota's shooting with Ember. So it's all running back to when EO basically went cannibal with a kendo stick and a steel chair on Candace Laurier after she got choked out by Shayna. But with all that backstory going in, who do you have? And I remind you that Shotzi won the War Games Advantage, I saw that highlight. Who do you have in
1: way? I'm going to have to go with Team Blackheart because you because you, um, you have to think about it. If Team Shashi Blackheart wins, then you will have Amber Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Shashi are being contenders for Io Shirai's uh, uh, championship. I mean, also, that can go either way for uh, for, for Team uh, Larray's title. If their team wins, then they could be another contenders for um, Io Shirai's NXT title. So either – no matter which team wins, then one of the team – one of the winning teams will have contenders' um, ability towards the NSC Women's
0: Championship. And that's where I'm going to disagree with you on who I think is going to win. Granted, one of Candace's stats in the build to the War Games match is also true for the opposing team because Rhea was on that same squad. And technically, because of what Dakota did, she was on that same squad. So Candace can't take all the credit even though she wants to. But you have EO as the baby face. I, granted, it's two rematches and one new match or yeah, it's either Ember or Tony who gets the next shot at EO If depending on what happens, but I'm going team LeRae just because of the, where it comes from. And the fact you have Raquel in the cage with Indy outside of the cage that could easily feed whatever. And then depending on what happens with the randomness of how the teams are, Somebody's going for Eel Shirai in the match and try, going to take the title offer. So I am going team Larry. You are going team Blackheart. And then the final war games match, which has the longest build that I've seen in the longest time. Cause do you remember how Roddy Roderick strong joined the undisputed era? Oh yeah. Cause uh, we saw the, uh, the highlights of uh, when, um, when
1: Pete Dunwood was explaining you of how he turned on uh, Kyle O'Reilly at the at the time, what, he, what we thought he, we was going to help him against the Team Pat McAfee, and then uh, steel chair, bam, show the highlights, why I did it, because Roger Strong turned on me during the, um, the Dusty Rose Classic in 2018. So it makes perfect
0: sense. That's legit why I want Freaking Pete Dunn and Roderick Strong to start this match is that Dusty Rose Classic Final from April of 2018. So over two years. And you culminate all of that. Yes, the main storyline is Adam Cole getting his hands on Pat. We all know this. That's the money feud and that's the ESPN worthy feud to NXT. But the storyline feud that you need to educate everybody on and go off of is Pat McAfee. No, 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 excuse me. Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn. Those are the two that need to start it Saturday, Sunday. Enough said. I'm going with UE because UE hasn't, I don't think they outside of that dusty class, the 28, they have to win this year or they've lost two in a row because they did lose as heels last year. But Adam Cole was – he jinxed himself and Kyle when he said, oh, U.E.'s never lost to the WarGames Advantage match. And then Pat McAfee shows up. I'm like, bruh, if you didn't rock the same stupid mask, you would have probably gotten away with it. And speaking of Pat McAfee and – Pat McAfee feuds. He's And we're going to switch over to the mainstream real quick. Speaking of Pat McAfee feuds, Adam Cole's not the only one he's been feuding with on the mainstream. It's been reported that he's got a little bit of a Twitter beef and conversational beef with Tyler Bivens, a.k.a. who? In the 419 Ninja. Which is crazy to think. Like, but Bevins made a comment saying, because he's a lion, saying, why are all the punters and kickers missing? Like, a lot of punters are, are getting paid to do nothing, and kickers and punters getting paid to do nothing. Pat, who's really kept kayfabe, stayed heel, but understood, like, not everybody's going to understand, like, the intricacies of football. Like, if you don't hit that one spot from the perfect angle and the perfect that one sweet spot of a ball at the perfect angle and the perfect force, it's going to whiff. And Tyler being a Fortnite player, yeah, not everybody's going to understand that. And then unfortunately for him, he's from Detroit. So, yeah, when he grew up, the Lions had the best punters, kickers, all of that, and we're actually decent in the 90s. And do I need to say how they are now? No. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, speaking of punters, though, Sanchez, the current Colts punter, I'm not even going to bother with the first name because I know I'm going to butcher it even though I'm from Indy, had a cancerous tumor removed uh, this past week. And it's just, man. Speedy recovery for him. I know it's a blow to the entire cult, current cult organization and some of the fans that actually know about all the punters and the kickers. But it's so weird that we take that position for granted and then don't realize that they are people too. And let me know if you want to hop in, Druko. But, uh,. I'm-
1: yeah, it's one of it's one of those things like um, when you go into a, like a professional sport, like um, yeah, uh, certain things like you get seriously injured, and like uh, if there are certain parts there. Yeah, but I mean, that's the, the the risk you take. But like if you truly love the sport that you want to do, like uh, like I'm a former basketball player myself, so like if there are times that that uh, you might get hurt, but you might not know it, and then like. But we all just love the game for it, and um. And uh, even though, yeah, uh, even though he's a a Colts player, but like you gotta respect the uh, the players of of what they doing out there, and they putting out there for for us to to enjoy the game. So, like you said, um, speedy recovery on it and prayers uh, to him as well.
0: And also, prayers to Dwayne Gill, aka Gilbert's family, the Dudleys, to Devon Dudley's. Burr family, not his kayfabe family of like 50, 60 people, but them as well because colleagues and works, as well as former Stooge, first ever IC champ, first openly gay wrestler, Royal Rumble creator, Pat Patterson. So I'm going to go through these three real quick because this is where the show is going to get a little dark. But... Gilbert suffered a heart attack and currently hospitalized to the point where there is a GoFundMe that if I did not put that in my description, it will be edited in there, but Gilbert suffered a heart attack and Ellsworth opened a GoFundMe to help pay his medical bills. Devon Dudley, who is... Still involved with the WWE, just backstage now as a producer, suffered medical issues, but undisclosed. And Pat Patterson's death at 79, unfortunately, was due to can- uh, loss of a battle with cancer.
1: I think it was 85.
0: No, it was 79 on the website. Hmm. I don't saw. But yeah. Rest in peace to Pat Patterson, get well, Devon, and get well, Gilbert. And then also, I told you this is why I didn't want to start with this. We are at the tail end of all these uh, dark mainstream highlights. But also, the edwards Cheneys matchup is canceled. And this is the second time a Walter White contender has gone down with COVID-19 since the start of the pandemic and why you haven't seen, really. And part of it was a blessing because we got the Usman-Maslund all fight due to this. However, the negative of it is we don't know when the Walter Wade division is going to pick itself up because Burns had it, and he was supposed to fight Usman, and Burns is number two in the division, and Edwards is number three in the Walter Wade division currently. However both of them having COVID this year and with the way the UFC tries to book months in advance, it's crazy. So them going through COVID, so many other divisions having legends retire, it's going to be a very interesting 2021 just to see how the UFC responds to everything that happened in 2020. Thoughts? I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, most definitely because um, with everything going on, like – that we are. We're getting saying that the vaccine is on the way, and like, um, if you want, everybody won't feel the impact of it until like, like maybe during the summer, and then by the fall, we will. We should be all all right. But in the, in these cases, like, uh, not only with um, with combat sports, but also all, all other sports going around, we got to think of the like how we could continue to like maintain ourselves and be safer with each other. Uh, until like we can get these batches done, I'm like, and you see like events getting canceled or like we want to keep our uh, our players or like our, our athletes safe until we gotta uh, have a right event situation that we can have a uh, um with these events. I know like um yeah, the NBA uh, uh, the NBA is coming up and they're trying to see like how we can do it and like the uh, the play these games and also like for for, for football as well. It's just like. It's one of those things, like, uh, we still have to maintain our position no matter what sport company you're at. And until, like, the vaccines come, then until we can get back to normal. But, like, even though the, to tw- we are going into 2020, but, like, 2021. I was like, about to say. Yeah, 2021. But um, yeah, we still have to stay safe as, um, as possible as we can. And not just for the athletes, but also the workers uh, around uh, every sporting company.
0: Agreed. This has just been a crazy year, and just be safe. And you brought up substances, and right substances and vaccines, right? Yeah. Let's talk about Wolf Fuller and the Texans. He's out for the rest of the season, guaranteed, even though it's due to getting busted for taking a banned medication by the NFL substance policy, and. Speaking of busted NFL policies, I don't know how this game got under the radar. But the t- Ravens Steelers game finally happened after two attempts on Wednesday night, which Wednesday afternoon, excuse me. And it was c- a crazy game, but it finally happened. And that was due to the Ravens personnel testing, having multiple te- positive tests. So, yeah, do you think – because the Steelers were to the point like, get your best Madden player, we'll get ours, let's do this lab online, we'll smoke, he'll smash you, and we'll get the dub. Because they were just ready to prep for this weekend and stop dealing with the Ra- Ravens. And this is the second time this year that the Steelers' schedule has been thrown all over the place due to COVID-19, and it's not their fault.
1: Yeah, just like you mentioned, like the first get uh, the first the first time it was supposed to take place on Thursday, then it got moved. Thanksgiving to
0: Thanksgiving night.
1: Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, then it got moved to Sunday, and then we finally got it on on Wednesday. Cause like I mentioned before, like um, with these COVID positive tests, like you can't have the uh, uh, uh with a combo sport like football, you can't have the other players get um get, getting caught with that shit when when you play playing like that. So. They was trying to think of it in a smart way. And, like, um, so, smart yeah. So, would have not
0: been doing it this season at all.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we were lucky enough to, to see the game uh, on Wednesday finally. But, um, it was in a, um, in a safe and um, in a, by a way, because, like, one of the steel players got it for, for one of the other Ravens players, and they don't know it. So, that was one of those things that they had to take consider of. And, um, yeah. lucky it did on Wednesday. And, um. Steelers got the win, so yeah, let's move on.
0: And before we get to the two big stories, one from Saturday night, and I guess two from Wednesday night, John Wall for Russell Westbrook, Houston Wizards trade. So. Uh, let me just say about this.
1: So it uh, So Westbrook going to uh to to the Washington Wizards. Who can he have? The question is, who can he have to back him up and, uh, uh, to, 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 to be able to do that dual um, teammate with someone? And then, same thing for, um, for John Wall uh, where, when he goes to the, uh, the, to the Rockets. I don't
0: like, the- it's going to be an interesting 2020, 2021 season. Just saw some random trades and random acquires alone. So I'm looking forward to that, but we'll see. And my question for you, Trico, you know, I think everybody knows off my Instagram at real, and the fact I posted this on Wednesday night, Thursday morning. But do you want to touch on Wednesday night or do you want to touch on Saturday night next? Because we're touching on both, but which one do you want to talk about first? Because they're both going to get everybody hyped. Let's go with uh, with Saturday because I know you want to uh, go with Saturday night one because that's
1: get everyone. I mean back. that's in the
0: um, schedule, but we could have easily hopped on Wednesday night first. All right, no matter what, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Oh, so Wednesday night is yeah. all right. So Wednesday night after Tony Khan promised that the winner's coming main event that was Moxley and Omega was designed not because Mox. For any relationship with New Japan, oh, we'll get to the relationship that he referenced later in the sneakiest of ways. But Mox isn't working the U.S. title match with Kenta at all. And this entire build toward Mox and Omega was not built to set up anything with New Japan or a possible U.S. title match with Kenta. But then, yeah, we'll talk about that the main event in a second. But the co-main event, I guess, just by position of the card, because he walked out at the top top of the second hour, and that is after a post after a match between tag match between Darby and Cody versus Hobbs and Starks. All you see is a. Ran another random beatdown by AEW and another all bench clearing brawl by AEW. But then the lights suddenly go out and then you see snow falling from the sky and a snowy forest all to equal Steve Borton sting first time since 2016 in the wrestling world, first time since 2001 on TNT is in prof, involved with professional wrestling. Welcome back, Steve Borden. And the legend known, to, known as Sting. And the reason I say his government name, it was known after everything he did with Impact and the storylines he went through specifically with Kurt. But that frozen. I was froze to that. I only got one thing to say to that.
1: Woo!
0: Thank God you weren't by your mic. <laughs> I'm not doing it because my mic is, like, right by my face right now, just off this my left cheek. I'm not that crazy.
1: Yeah, and just as so you mentioned, it's been, like, since 2001, since Steam was on on a wrestling stage on, on TNT, which is – was. Is fight, uh, fight was the final WCW show against uh, against Ric Flair at the time, and Which then oh, yeah,
0: made it so weird that when freaking the end of that whole segment, Aaron, Dustin, Cody, Darby were all in the ring. Sting walked to Arn, to everyone in that order. And he glared at glared at Cody just tapping his bat. But then he kind of, like, started eyeing and observing Darby real heavy. But Darby was the only one to stand up. Because Dustin was out of it. Arm was looking like he was about to have a heart attack. I'm not trying to make jokes like that, because I know the whole Gilbert situation was a heart attack. But that's how it looked. Cody looked like he was still out of it. Darby came to and eyeballed, looked at Sting eye to eye, and I'm like, "This is very interesting, and this is one of the changes that Tony Khan was talking about on Twitter." And the other, we have a new partnership and a new world champ and a new world champion, but the partnership, the new world champion, was highlighted in a modern-day rendition. I thought we just got out in November, and then we have the Jacksonville Scrooge with the way of Kenny Omega and Don Callis, two EVPs, longtime friends, and that's how the Impact partnership got revealed. Partnership with Impact Wrestling.
1: Yeah, and that was uh, very interesting because I uh, we saw him on, on commentary, but I never expected to be involved like in any other match. Like, we just say how the match ended with a microphone to the head. With a microphone. How many times did
0: you have to watch that clip back to figure out how that microphone ended up in the ring?
1: No, no. I was like, hold up. A microphone to end the match? A microphone?
0: It was a microphone for – a microphone to bust Mox open, then four V-triggers, which is Kenny's knee straight to the skull, and then a one-winged angel. That's how the match ended. And I'm like, how did it end up in there? Nope. And then I thought somehow Mox hit him, and, like, the mic flew. Nope. Mox still hit him, and Callis slid it under the, r- under the rope to Kenny. And as they were still trying to tend to happen, Callus and Mox was still looking at him. That's when Kenny grabbed the mic just to bash him over the head with it. You didn't catch on to that, did you?
1: Oh, yeah, I did. And then, like, the uh, I did um, the... Uh, after
0: how many replays? After how many replays, though, of the nah, YouTube clip? I think I saw it, like, uh, at least two, two, re- two times. Two times, yeah. It took me, like, three to...
1: Well, yeah, I actually did the replays on my, on my DVR because I re- recorded so I didn't have to look at it one more time.
0: Yeah, because I was like, bruh, like how'd that mic end up in there? Because it wasn't, Kenny was nowhere near Callis. And then Kenny, and then Callis randomly slid it in there. And then it, it just felt fishy and it kept building. And then Callis said, oh yeah, you're going to see that. We'll explain everything on when, on Tuesday. And I'm like, wait, what? And then that's how they revealed the partnership with Impact Wrestling because Don Callis, in the craziest way possible, Highway stole it and just said Tuesdays are the new Wednesdays.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that was the most shocking announcement. Like, hey, we're going to hear for you on uh, this Tuesday. I'm like, wait a minute. AW's now Tuesday is on Wednesday. So you're going to be on Impact on Tuesday? So that's going to be worth something to turn into – to Impact Wrestling on Tuesday.
0: And I will just go, simply put, let me go to – because I was on Twitter this morning, and just the sheer amount of tweets, even from guys like Sammy Callahan, who are straight-up heels, and you're like, why is Sammy Callahan, like, for this? But Tuesdays are the new Wednesdays, is what Impact tweeted. And then you have – Freaking, someone along the lines. Um, what the <gasps> from Kimberly, Stevie, Je- crazy Steve, just with eyes and freaking Ace Austin. Let's shake things up a bit. AC Romero with the eyes. Freaking, and then the craziest part of it, guys like Sammy Callahan that have been so anti TNA. We're supporting this. And then here was the tweet from Callis. Some people make matches. Others make history. Kenny Omega and I will be on Impact Wrestling this Tuesday. Invisible hand. I mean, Callis was the mastermind for a lot of, like, newer New Japan fans to become newer New Japan fans. Because Callis was the mastermind behind Kenny and Jericho. Which is crazy to think that Kent Don Callis has had so much since the 90s in ECW to where it's nuts. And now you have a new world champion. <laughs> a, a new world champion and a screw job. And let me just put it out there. I actually predicted a new champ. I actually predicted that. We both d- We both, like, kind of knew that Kenny was winning. I realized, like, okay, they may or may. Once Mox said he's got a pregnant wife at home, I'm like, yeah, they're putting the title on Kenny because Renee may be only, like, four or five months from having the baby since it's past the – might be past the first trimester. And here was a tweet I was trying to find from Sammy, and that is, does Impact Wrestling have your attention – now, this Tuesday-ish gets real. And I'm like, Sammy Callahan, of all people, who's been the most anti, anti-TNA anti person in the last, like, two years and known for basically gouging people's eyes out, legitimately, not the stuff Rollins Rey Mysterio way, but legitimately gouging people's eyes out, it's nuts. And then, (laughs) yep, and even Don Callis got called out and said, AEW screwed AEW. (laughs) But, man, what do you want me to say when it comes to that other than one last, oh, my gosh. And if you thought that was crazy on Wednesday, we still have one more mainstream highlight, and y'all know where we're going with this one. RIP Nate Robinson. Let's talk about Saturday. Oh my goodness! Like, let's talk about the main event because that was not a that was not where all the social media buzz went. Let's talk about the main event first. The rematch, the match that surprisingly was good for two fifty plus year olds. Granted, it was six minutes less than what Jake and Nate went to. However, Jake and Nate only needed like. Maybe two and a quarter rounds of what Tyson and Jones went. And do you think Tyson should have won that fight? Because I do. Yeah, I
1: think Tyson should have won that too. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Roy George, uh, Roy George, Jr. put some uh, some, habits, uh, some hits on it too. But uh, I think Tyson had more hits, the um, more powerful hits than um, than Roy George Jr. did.
0: That's why. And Dana White is known for saying this. I think some boxing analysts will tell you this too. Don't leave it in the hands of the judges. Never do, because you never know. And unfortunately, to fit, Roy was gassed early. Not as early as the co-main, but he was gassed. And it was obvious Tyson still looked good, which is scary. It's like he looked how he looked 20 years ago after he retired which is scary. But the cone main event, oh my gosh. Former dunk contest champion versus rapper slash YouTuber slash I don't even know anymore. Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. Two right hooks in the second round was all it took. Two right hooks in the second round, all it took. And Nate had a prime target. If he would have been paying attention and actually training, he would have had a shot. Because I don't know if you realize this, but Jake Paul actually went in with a bust, recovering from a broken nose.
1: Oh, yeah. I actually saw that. Yeah.
0: Which is crazy. Like, Jake Paul beat him with a broken nose. And two right hooks in the second round. Which...
1: But let, let me just say this, man. For all you out there that bet money on Nate Robertson,
0: I'm so sorry for y'all. It's not even that.
1: Yeah.
0: it got so the memes got to the point where Floyd Mayweather hopped in and said, "Y'all need to chill." Like, yes, he got destroyed on ESPN by freaking Shannon Sharp, of all people, and nobody said, put a, put a gun to Nate's head and said, you got to go hop in there and fight that dude. Nate willingly willingly fought Jake Paul, but Nate, man, could have won. <laughs> could have just, like, could have won with two perfectly timed jabs to the nose.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, he had some good um, offense. It just had – he didn't have no
0: defense to it. He ain't blocked. Yeah, he blocked. Like, he used Tekken 1 King anti-King strats. Block with your face. Anti-Tekken 1 Tekken – anti-Tekken 1 King strats. Block with your face. Because all Jake did was pop-pop, Yeah, I know I'm going to have to lower that volume, but whatever. Like, pa pop <laughs> but yeah, man. And Jake Paul, he's already got a hit list for his next fight. Let me run through this this list because this is crazy. Ben Askren, Dylan Dennis, Austin McBroom, Logan, KSI, and the notorious one himself, Connor. I oh, say. No.
1: Oh, no, no. Not against Conor McGregor. He'll get his butt whipped. No, no. Other other contenders, I can see. But Conor McGregor, no. That boy...
0: You think you could beat a former WEC champion in Ben Uh
1: It could happen. But the reason I say Conor McGregor, because that boy is more crazy than Jake Paul. He's more crazy.
0: (laughs) I mean, he did basically almost in the UFC... (laughs) Put the UFC under one of its darkest lights in their history when he threw that chair at that bus, trying to get at Habib's team. And Connor almost killed a car. No, I think he did kill that car. He threw that chair that stole at that bus. Because so many people, like three or four fighters, were cut and injured because of Connor. And all that just to get choked up by Habib. But yeah, I kind of want the, either the Logan fight, the Dylan Dennis fight, or the KSI fight. But yeah, with that being said, when we come back, we've got.
1: And then also, uh, we got to mention uh, Snoop Dogg's commentary as well. Oh God, yes, <laughs> yes.
0: I didn't. I didn't want to talk about that because was he drunk or was he high before that? No, I think he did
1: some good commentary on that. He did good. You was actually the, the best thing out of those other three commentary, even though one of them used to be a commentary for, for NXT and um other Moro,
0: yeah. Like yeah. Moro Ronello and Snoop, that would have been a crazy two man booth, but it would have made so much sense. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved to just hear Moro and Snoop The other two could just like because one I believe was was Iggy, Israel Adesanya on commentary?
1: Yeah, I,
0: I think that was it. Yeah, that, that was his name. Yeah, yeah, Adesanya, like his accent, and I think he just has to get familiar with the sport of boxing a lot more to be the com- a commentator for it. But the fact that Moros commentated so many different sporting events, he just got overshadowed by somebody that in the main event. Like, why are you gonna say two? Like, somebody, two uncles, like, fight <laughs> That's out of it. of it. just, just describing to you. I heard that. I was in tears. But he was obviously pulling for... Like, Snoop was biased out of all Get Out. <laughs> where It was obvious. Like, oh. he was obviously pulling for Roy more than Tyson. <laughs> Which was stupid. <laughs> like, Snoop needed to chill, but it was hilarious. Now... <laughs> With that being said, when we come back, we're talking new, new game and DLC, upcoming game and DLC releases coming out in 2021. It, why people just need to chill, especially Amazon, when it comes to the PS5 and the rest of the 2020 VGA categories and nominees. And we'll see you in five. With all the chaos going on in the nation from COVID-19 to gun shootings, life insurance is a priority. Primerica Life Insurance has been devoted to protecting their clients since 1977. By choosing Primerica as a life insurance provider, they'll find a policy that best suits your family's needs, offering income replacement and investment options. For more information, please call Licensed Financial Consultant Beth Lopez at 773-629-3079. And with that being said, we are back after that calm cool down, man. I just needed a minute after, yeah, the heightness of winter's coming and Dino dy- and the fight. But how have you been, Trico? Uh,
1: good, 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 you know. And um, yeah, we already touched baits on part one other VO games and all that other stuff. And then we got some other DLCs
0: coming up. Not even just DLCs, but the more games coming out and release dates announced confirmed for 2021. Yeah. Within the combat sports realm. Exactly. And, and, but I do want to touch on why are people so petty right now? I've heard over the, I've read and I've watched so many stories over Amazon being like people using Amazon as an excuse to be a thief over the PS5 to the point where
1: how can you s- explain it? Like everybody is like trying to get their hands on on the PS5, uh, which like it comes to a point like,
0: mm. but most but, the, time- <laughs> but an Amazon driver because you know they're not going to trace. Like the person's not going to directly get to you. Yes, you're going to lose your job, but for so an Amazon driver to steal a p.S5 from a 16 year old's birthday party, and then Amazon barely gave them half the they didn't give them a full refund or a new system. They just gave him maybe two, three hundred dollars worth of Amazon credit. The system's at least four. I don't know, I don't remember if it was a digital or a disc one, I don't care. They lost at minimum 100 to $200, maybe even more from what Amazon did and didn't keep track of. And it was yeah. for a 16-year-old. And yeah. that's... Yeah, I think this is one of those things
1: like we are in the holidays and like something, or when a new system comes out, you gotta be careful when you're buying certain stuff, because that's when the, the, the thieves will go I think this is one of those uh, things you have to be careful if you order stuff online, like I mentioned, Amazon, because your stuff might get, uh, like death, Like what this happened to this poor kid, like he couldn't even get his hands on the PS5, which is sad, and uh, And it yeah. wasn't even him,
0: it was his parents, because they were about to give it to the kid for his 16th birthday. Yeah. And that's yeah. just a freaking shame that it's gotten to that point.
1: Yeah, and I say this uh, to all all our respect to combat fans and everyone there, just be careful when you're shopping like during the holidays, man, because things can get real crazy, especially no matter if we are in 2020, because this happened in past years as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, just because it's 2020 is not an excuse for just people stealing and looting. It's been a common thread, and it's not a cop – And it's a cop-out for why people are basically stealing money, stealing products from everybody. But we're not stealing, but we may be killing some AIM members when it comes to one of the newest DLC packs that got announced. And the cross-gen play, which will be enabled er sometime in 2021, and that being the kate bishop operation taking aim dlc one dlc season one release from marvel avengers now i know you beat the game trico are you ready for a story expansion
1: uh yes because i think everyone's been waiting on when, uh, when the release date for kate bishop and um and for Hawkeye because I think everybody was just waiting. For Don't that.
0: Ju- let's hold off on to Hawkeye. I'm gonna get to him in a second. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think uh, uh, because everybody is just waiting on 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 that DLC because I like, uh, I mean they need something after um, Square uh, uh, got um, lost some millions of of dollars of. And, and everything will. Like, we just touched base on that, and, like, in a few other episodes, how they lost money.
0: Yeah, like, it was atrocious. And the fact, like, they're going to try and use Kate Bishop in December, most likely Hawkeye in Mar- February or March, which he is the next confirmed season one pass. But here's the thing how many seasons can you go to try and make up? A- 48 million, and it not starts getting more repetitive than the gameplay because you don't want it to risk in M- WWE 2K Battlegrounds repetitiveness. But it's getting to that point where the game is just that repetitive. I mean, if you think about it, like,
1: um, I'll put this as an example like, for those who actually have like PlayStation 4 or PS5 then you could add Spider-Man into the, the DLC uh, for that one. And also you could probably add in Black Panther as well to, um, to gain more um, uh, viewership, uh, viewership uh, people's interest of the DLC, try to add more DLC characters. They're like Not too many at one time, but just like something that will keep uh, everyone's interest of wanting to go back and play the, the Avengers game.
0: Well, I'll put it like this. Street Fighter V itself, Capcom kept it, like, updating, and that life cycle went for seven years on console. Tekken is coming up on four. Mortal Kombat is coming up, is over two. So it's, like, all depends on what you do with how you release content is how much people are still going to want to stay invested in your product. And that's the one thing when it comes to the Marvel, Marvel IP has been very risky when it comes to the PS4 gen. So last seven, eight years. So I'm really intrigued to see what they do, but it's crazy. But as far as wrestling games, cause I know we've all been let down by wrestling simulation, wrestling games and wrestling games in general, since 2019's release of WWE 2K20. I don't have the release date for AEW's game. I don't even have the release date for the casino game. I wish they would cough that up since it's winter 2020. It's still in
1: dead development, so we're not going to get that like in a couple of months.
0: But what I do have for you is RetroMania Wrestling has finally announced their release date, and that will be February 26, 2021, on all last-gen consoles and available on Steam. Yes, I know the stuff is going to be 8-bit based, but who cares? It's another wrestling game, and as long and I know a lot of people love love and still play freaking Fire Pro, and that game has. It's still getting support, but Fire Pro Wrestling on this gen was out, like, four years ago. Let me get the actual date. I didn't think I was going to talk about Fire Pro today. But, yeah. So, there are games when done right in his classics. Oh, yeah. Fire Pro is coming up on four years next year. So, another three, four-year game. It's possible to do wrestling games and have, that like, that constant update. And just patch updates and roster updates instead of releasing a new game every two three years every year, but we'll see.
1: And then um, for those who are playing Two K Battlegrounds, uh, some new DLC has been released this week. Um, the Boogeyman, one, yeah, the Boogeyman, Rhea Ripley, and she was out of
0: mine last week actually.
1: Yeah, and, and I got hurt and, before.
0: Thinking. Edge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Edge coming out this week. Um, Damian Lillard, who's going as Liam L- Leonard.
0: Um, Damian Lillard, yeah, and that uh, B- you're talking about what's came out in the last two weeks, basically. Yeah, what's coming out for this week? For this week. Well, my system like had a lot of that last week. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm like, you're talking this week and last week stuff because I had a lot of that last week. So it all depends on what was available. And because I had the deluxe edition, because I wanted it. One, I tried to get more updates and more patches available as soon as possible. And two, heck, I got to play as Edge three months early. Which, yeah, it's virtually the wrestling version of Smash. I'm not mad at it. I just wish so there sure was more content because if you don't have a group of friends you're gonna get bored with the like just repetitive feel and look of it real fast and finally our final topic for today and strapping kids this is gonna be a long one let's finish up with categories including game of the year for the 2020 video game awards which you can vote now with the award show being next Thursday. But starting out with best action game, Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Noah 2, Streets of Rage 4. For me, Doom.
1: Dang, Doom.
0: Yeah, there's nothing you could do to beat a Doom accessibility when it comes to action. But speaking of accessibility, Innovation in Accessibility, Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, Last of Us 2, Watchdogs Legion. Valhalla. For me, it's a split between Valhalla and Watchdogs. Ooh, okay. And then Best a- Virtual or Augmented Reality, Dreams, Half Life. Marvel's Iron Man, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. For me, it's a split between Iron Man and Star Wars. I was just going to say flat out Star Wars. (laughs) And then best community support. A lot of these are PC based. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Valorant. This is a fall... Fall Guys are a Fortnite category for me. Uh,
1: fall, guy. fall Guys.
0: Fall Guys. Because they're, they're just now hitting Season 2. And it's yeah. still available. Thank you, PlayStation Plus users that made that game free. This is going to be a tough one for the next one, but... Best Mobile. Among Us. COD Mobile. Genshin Impact. Legends of Rutan... Rutanra. And... Pokemon Cafe Mix, Among Us. Among Us. For everyone, free for everyone. (laughs) Nothing else to say, (laughs) unless you want to. And I got to talk to you up after this recording, Trico, because this episode, Trico, because there may be another one in the near future.
1: Nice. I'm interested.
0: Best indie, Caron, Fall Guys, Hades, Splunky 2. Spirit Fire, Fall Guys, Fall Guys, <laughs> yeah. Best Ongoing Apex Legends, Destiny Two, C.O.D. Warzone, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Fortnite, Warzone. Ooh, okay. Games for Impact, If Found, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spirit Fire. Tell me why the through the darkest of times. This one's a tough one because I don't think I've played, played or seen anything on any of these games for me. Um, I think I'm have to pass on this one. Yeah, I think I'm the same way because I have not seen any on these games. That's why. And this next one's probably going to be one of the tougher ones for us because film making background for both of us. But best performance, voiceover, motion and motion and or performance capture. And I'm just going to say the character, not the name of the actor or actress, just so I don't botch too many names. Ellie in The Last of Us Part 2, Abby in The Last of Us Part 2, Jin Saki, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades in The Namesake Game, Miles Morales in Spider Man, Miles Morales. Which one you got? <laughs> It's a split between Jen and Miles. I was just going to say flat-out Jen. Hmm. Flat-out Jen. Hmm. And the only reason I'm saying flat-out Jen over Jen and Miles, which you were going with, is one, because I don't think any game made you culturally aware enough to where you look at a character's portrayal in a game that made you rather play a game than pay 30 bucks to watch a movie. Hmm. And of course I'm talking about Mulan, which we reviewed on what, Trico? In July when that movie came out. On what though? What podcast? What On uh, YouTube show?
1: <laughs>
0: this is Tr- where you get your plug.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we reviewed that on the Technology News Talk. Yeah, where we did it like a uh, a live uh, well watch along and movie review at the same time.
0: Yeah, I felt like after watching that, Ghost did it way better, and that's why I'm going straight up with Jins so- Jinsaki. And then best audio design. Before we get to the four cat four or five categories that basically have the same three or four nominees. But Best Audio Design, Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and Last of Us 2. Ooh, this one's tough. I'm going Ghost, though. Ghost. All right. And as I said, these next four categories, before we get to Game of the Year, have virtually the same nominees, just intertwined by, like, maybe one or two. So, Best Score Music. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori, and the Will of the Wisp, Last of Us 2, based on score and music. Hmm. Last of Us. I agree. Last of Us. Now, art direction. But here's the differences. Ghosts, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, or in the world of the wisp and last of us, 2. Art I would say,
1: I would say ghost because I love the um, the uh, production um, and the, and the art design of, of, of other environments. Uh, and it's it'd be uh, be of uh, all the culture of Japan as well.
0: I'd say ghosts, I would have put Final Fantasy 7 remake, but it's a remake. Best narrative 13 Sentinels. 13 Sentinels, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts, Hades, Last of Us 2. Best narrative? I'm going Last of Us 2, even though everybody hated the beginning.
1: For me, it's a split between Ghosts and Last of Us.
0: Yeah. And then best game direction Final Fantasy VII, Ghosts, Hades, Half Life, Last of Us. Game direction. Again, a split between Last of Us and Ghosts. Yeah, I agree. Just off game playing, where the direction of the game went. And then our final category is Game of the Year. This one may have similar, but it's all over the place. Doom, Final Fantasy VII, Ghosts, Hades, Animal Crossing, Last of Us. Who do you have in why? My top three. Doom, ghost,
1: and last of us.
0: Who for me Ghost Last of Us Animal. And the only reason I put animal over Doom, Doom would have been my number four. The accessibility for everyone, and that was the game that basically Took people's minds off quarantine when we first started this mess this year. So, yeah. I think we're on agreement. This is going to be a fun day. Just look up Video Game Awards online. They'll take you right to where you can vote right now for free. Just sign in via any social media platform. I'm about to vote as soon as we wrap up here. But, yeah, next week, Trico and I are going for our final two weeks of the season. Trico and I, on top of our mainstream and the usual garbage that we do. Not garbage, but you know, we're going to be touching on essentially our. We're going to step away from the gaming and just focus on the sports highlights and our top 10 or whatever. I haven't decided either top 10 or just go based off categories, our top 10 or sports related moments and then the final week we'll come back and just say top 10 either sports combat sports or i'll just break them down in categories in like 10 15 categories like we did here and we'll go from that any other thoughts to anything that has been said done happy to see that we both made it back no covid is not an issue but we all know life is
1: no, I think we touched everything for the, for this week. Uh, we'll uh keep you guys uh, updated uh what we have for for next week's uh, episode and uh, and then the last few remaining episodes for, for for this season.
0: Yeah, just two more episodes after this and until then, we love y'all. have a great rest of your weekend and yep, don't forget to like like and follow the page on Instagram and freaking just leave a comment. We may read it till then. Ta-ta. Peace.